0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 44 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have an OG, that's right, an original gangster, mindfulness expert, Aura Nadrich. She's been around for over 15 years, before all this mindfulness stuff became in vogue or trendy. Aura was pounding the pavement as a life coach, and now she has coined the term thought coach, which I just love and we get into in this episode. Just the way she thinks, she minds your mind. She helps you cultivate the good thoughts and weed out the not-so-good thoughts. Aura is also an accomplished author. She has two books, Says Who, which I just love that title, and her most recent book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. Aura is nothing but authentic, and you will learn all about her in this episode. It is so great, and I'm so happy to sit down with her. So let's get to it. Aura, I am so excited to talk to you today. Um, our friend Lisa connected us, and she described you as her, I mean, a couple of things. You are like the Holy Grail, the her <laughs> spirit animal, her <gasps> wisdom, just she, everything. She described wow. you as her end-all, be-all. And so naturally, I had to pick your brain and get you on the show.
1: Oh, wow. Well, first of all, (laughs) thank you for having me, Jessica. And wow, to Lisa for just showering me with those beautiful compliments, you know, and I humbly accept them. And I adore Lisa. And I'm so glad that she is part of this connection that we're having today.
0: Absolutely. I want to dive into what makes you so valuable to Lisa. But I also want to know, you know, how do you got started in in your field that you work in? You're a thought coach, mindful meditation teacher, and you're like a kick-ass author.
1: Mm-hmm. How how
0: did you get into this field?
1: Well, it's a long story. And I'll okay. give you, you know, sort of the, I don't know, the revised, the abridged uh, version of it. Because that could be a whole mm-hmm. show in itself. And journeys are long as we know yes and my journey has been very long and I really say that I've been a seeker for as long as I can remember I mean even when I was a little girl I was mm-hmm. so curious I was curious and I was reflective and I was contemplative and I was writing like serious existential poetry at 10 do you know wow. how? so yeah you were so deep I- <laughs> I was deep. I didn't know that, you know, and you don't have the reference point, you don't have the sort of the um sense of what your journey is about when you're that young, but mm-hmm. what I do know about me is that I that I came in really somebody who's a questioner, who's a seeker, who wants to know the answers of what we're doing here. Like this isn't just a free ride, although it's a it's a amazing ride to be on. And it's bumpy and it can be bumpy along the way for sure. But it's a journey. It's For me, it's a journey of awakening. Mm -hmm. So really the defining moment, if you will, of my journey was when I was not quite 15 years old. My older sister, Esther, I had to, I now have one. She Mm -hmm. has passed, she has passed away. And I had an older brother, Daniel, who's also passed away. But when I was just about 15, Esther had a nervous breakdown. You know, okay. a, a, it can be called a mental breakdown, a psychotic break. There's so many right. different ways to describe that. And when that happened, uh, my world got turned completely upside down. It was very tragic. Yeah. And it was also, it was very traumatic. Do you know? I mean, she was the most radiant spirit. I looked up to her. She was this very special soul in this mm-hmm. life. And when that happened, I went into a deep fight or flight state. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means is that we go into a deep fear state. And when we go into a deep fear state, we tell ourselves all sorts of things because we feel our survival is threatened. And I really thought, I believed in the moment that what happened to her was going to happen to me. So it took, it took me down this rabbit hole, this journey, if you will and you know i was an actress for 10 years and i started to experience severe anxiety and i didn't know why and mm-hmm. i knew i needed help so i went on a deep psycho spiritual journey to find answers because as i said i was a seeker and i wanted to know what makes us tick mm-hmm. what are our minds made of you know here's a sister of mine who seemed perfectly normal one day and then the next day she was never the same so her destiny Profoundly affected mine. Right. And what, what happened to her really, if you will, set me on this path of coming to know who we are. And I went into deep Jungian analysis. I studied many different psychospiritual modalities. Like I said, I went on a deep dive into the psyche. Mm -hmm. And so I got a lot of answers. It was a very arduous, very painful path. And then I came through it like a rebirth. And when I did come through that tremendous suffering and difficulty that I went through, I knew that I was meant to share this with Mm -hmm. others. I knew that my path, my journey was meant to be shared so that I could really help people navigate their own suffering better. And I became a life coach at the time. Mm-hmm. I devoted my, I devoted myself to continuous learning. And then I wrote my first book, Says Who, and did a lot of things along the way. And then now, which brings us to my second book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. So here I am in this moment in time. Wow yeah
0: wow, so was your sister older or younger than you?
1: She was older than me she was oh, not okay. yeah she was she was not quite she was nineteen, not quite twenty when she had her breakdown okay wow and she was di- and she was diagnosed with schizophrenia and manic depressive is what her her right. diagnosis was of her condition, and she was never the same again
0: wow. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that, like when you said, like, you were afraid that you, it was going to happen to you or you were going to quote unquote, get it. And I've, I feel this exact same way. Like my, my grandmother is bipolar and, you know, by, by seeing someone who is older than you or has kind of like more authoritative figure in your life, you kind of wonder like, Okay. Is this is this gonna be passed down to me? Am I gonna like hit a certain age and you know, have my yeah. life
1: go down this path? Right, exactly. And really what that did is it it got me to write this book, Says Who, how one mm-hmm. simple question can change the way you think forever, because when I was in such a deep fear state, which we don't have to necessarily be in a fear state to tell ourselves things that we end up believing, and then as I say from a cognitive from a cognitive point of view, mm-hmm. thoughts create feelings, create emotions, create behavior, create reality Do right you know? so so when something happens to us, we can, like in my case, tell ourselves something that isn 't even true, and yeah. that very thing that we tell ourselves that becomes part of our core beliefs like Oh, well, my parent was or my sister was or this runs in my family or that happened to them that we over identify with it. And if you're a mm-hmm. sensitive person or you're empathic yes. or intuitive, you're more likely to absorb that into yourself. And then somewhere on your life journey will will very well, most likely manifest something that mimics what happened to somebody else. That's why the intervention of that is so important.
0: Whoa, that is, that is so true. I I have a question for you. I, I kind of had this, uh, not like epiphany, but thought, do you think that empathic people are more susceptible to, um, addiction?
1: You know, that's such a good question. You know, I think that yes, well, not yes specifically to your question, but I think that mm-hmm. when we're sensitive, and I think we're all sensitive and we're probably yeah. all, in, we're probably all empathic to varying degrees, but I think everybody handles it differently. Some people yes. put up a wall. Some people really deny it. Some people shove it down. Some people pretend that they're not the things that they are, which you know, really brings us to the inauthentic self versus the authentic self. But I think when you're really sensitive, what I learned about myself is that I was very sensitive and am very empathic. And so Mm -hmm. therefore, I was more porous. I, Ah. you know, it's easier for me to absorb other people's stuff. And I had yeah. to work, I had to work through that. So as far as addiction, you know, I have a lot of thoughts around addiction. I think mm-hmm. that you know, like a lot of things that rest dormant in us. I mean, you know, I, I know there are a lot of theories about addiction of it being a disease or not being mm-hmm. a disease, or we have addiction in all of us, and it's just. What is the tipping point that puts, pushes us over? Or there's the beliefs that it runs in one's family. It's in the DNA. It's in the genetic code. But mm-hmm. more importantly, Jessica, to your question, I think that being sensitive, we feel more. Mm-hmm. And when you feel, when you feel more, you feel more pain. And yes. you, feel, you feel more suffering. And what do we really want to do when we're feeling that pain and suffering? Most people don't want to feel it. And they want to numb out.
0: Yes. They, escape they want escape. They want
1: to, yeah, they want to escape and they want to numb out, which is why there's a tendency to reach for substances so that mm-hmm. you can ameliorate your suffering. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about your book, Says Who. First of all, I love the name. Like <laughs> Thank I, you. when I like how I say it in my in my head is Says Who. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's all cheeky. I'm like, what says who? Yeah, um, yes,
1: and I, I love, love the. Che- I love that sassy Lisa did it. We recorded Lisa actually saying it because she became a thought coach. She became a certified thought coach. I have an online uh, thought coach certification program, and Lisa, right. we. Re- I Lisa saying says who, I'm not going to say what she said on the air, but oh my God. She, you, you can just imagine that she took it to the sassiest, like, you know, really <laughs> says, you know, you know what, who, yeah. you know, so I'm all, I'm all for people taking that sentence, t- taking that question and really putting a spin on it because it's like, really says who Yeah, who who says I have to believe this going back to what we're talking about the beliefs that we have, you got to challenge those beliefs.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And putting that emotion behind it, just like, kind of adds conviction to it, doesn't it? Like it makes it
1: personified almost. It does. And I, I think that you know, almost the sassier the better, or the more brave and confrontational the better, because we mm. accept we accept our thoughts and our beliefs so quickly. We are so quick to throw ourselves under the bus. We are so quick to tell us what a piece of crap we are yes. that we have to find these skill sets, these tools, these techniques, and and use them so that we can really take back our power that we've given away, which is really kind of amazing to me that we give power away to something that we control. And it's called our own mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just that's just that just really is quite amazing to me that we give power away to something that we truly control. And it's called our mind. But we We think that our mind has power over us, and it most certainly will, unless we say things like, says who?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God. But don't you find it so much easier to give than to receive? It is so much easier to pass the buck to everyone else or to give away, you know, to to do and random uh, acts of kindness as to receive them. It is so hard. I don't know. For me, it is very hard to receive anything.
1: Yeah. It, Especially it, it
0: positivity.
1: Is, right. It is hard. And it is hard. And it's true. And by the way, you know, as a mindfulness teacher, I say having the awareness of those things helps us work through it. Like even being able to say that honestly, to be able to own what I call owning the things about ourselves, like owning the thoughts that we have yeah. and even owning something like, hey, you know what? It's really hard for me to receive. I'm not comfortable with that. It actually makes me uneasy. You know, maybe I don't I don't feel worthy of that attention or I don't feel worthy of that kind of love. And I think that until we own it, we're not going to be able to transform it. And that's about that's what we want to do. We want to really change out those beliefs because they keep us stuck. You know,
0: absolutely. Yes. Tell me about it. You're preaching to the choir, sister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what a thought coach is, because that's a very interesting. I've heard all types of coaches. I never, ever heard of a thought coach.
1: That's right, because it's a whole new niche of coaching that I would like to you know, take some credit for that I've put out into the mainstream. And the reason okay. for that is, I was a life coach for okay. well, and now I've been, I've been a life coach for almost, I don't know, close to 15 years. When I wow. became a life, yeah, no, it was like, it wasn't even in vogue back then, you know, right, you, right, right, right. You, you know, when <laughs> I wanted to become certified, it was like, I couldn't even Find anything really? I feel that it was divine providence. Like I'm very almost psychically intuitive. Like I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to help people. I'm not going to go back and get my master's. I I think I'm. I think there's ways in which I can take all of the learning and the studying and the certifications that I've gotten and help others. I basically want to coach them. So mm. I saw that. I sought out this whole modality of coaching called life coaching, and. What I realized years later is that what I was doing was I was coaching people with their limited, their limited thoughts, you know, mm. life, the, okay. word, li- the word life, the life part of coaching is too broad, I feel. I mean, I think it's great yes. and I think, it, I think it's wonderful to address all the areas of your life, which I do with thought coaching. I address the most important areas of your life, but really what you're doing is you're helping people overcome and what I just said, transform their negative beliefs. So I wanted to go straight to the epicenter. I wanted to go straight to the, to the, you know, the target point of what Mm -hmm. are you really coaching people on? You're coaching them on their thoughts so that they can expand their own mind and not default to old patterns of thinking, which is really what keeps us stuck. Mm -hmm. So that's why it came to me, I went, you know what, I want to create a whole new, you know, program around thought coaches, because the beauty of it is that not only can people by taking the the course, become Mm -hmm. much more aware of their own thinking mind. Like I say, when you take the thought coach course, you're going to know your mind better than you've ever known it before. We think between 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day and when you begin to learn things like the says who method when you learn how to challenge them when you learn how to transform your thoughts or curate your own thinking mind which is what i like to say it's like in an art museum it's like it's the best art curated so yes. it's, a fe- it's a feast for the eyes well we need to curate our own thoughts and our mind And when you do that, whether you want to be a a thought coach or put your shingle out or you want to help other people transform their own thoughts, it's so empowering. And that's why I'm super excited about this whole new niche of coaching.
0: Oh my God. I love that. That, I mean, that that is amazing. I love. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V I B E Gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com asgg I mean, it just, it makes so much sense. Oh, it, it just so, it makes uh, so much sense.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. I feel that way. And I, you know, I'm the creator of it. And, you know, it, there's, there's a movement happening around it. But like anything that's introduced mm. that's new, it takes time for people to go, you know, basically have their third eye, if you will, their pineal gland opened up and go boing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Right. You know, I'm looking for my answers so outside of my own mind. Hello. It's yes. right there in your own mind. Don't you want to take a deep dive into your own psyche and know what kind of thoughts are in there?
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, it
0: makes sense to me, but I mean, for, for my work, I still get a lot of hesitation.
1: People are really afraid oh, to, to yes. do the
0: work. Do you and not I'm find so,
1: that? Oh, so glad you said that. I am so glad you said that because you know, Look, I love teaching all of these things and I love helping people, you know, really start their own inner journey. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, if you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and get down and 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 dirty, mm-hmm. then then don't bother because this isn't about the quick fix. One thing I will say about the yes. work that I do and the books that I write, I'm not writing a book that's just a quick fix. So that you can, it's, this isn't like drive through awakening. You know, this is, <laughs> this is, like, this is. thank you. This is a process. This is a process. And if you, you know, if you're not, if you're not yeah. into the, the process, I, I can't, I can't spoon feed it to you. I can't sugarcoat it. You, yes. You have to be someone who's going, okay, I'm showing up and you know what? I do want to take that deep dive into myself. And I find that very exciting when people come forward and they're like, I'm in, I'm ready. I want to take the plunge. I want to take the deep dive. I want to go so far deep inside myself that I am not going to be afraid anymore to face myself. I want to know who I am really like every inch and nook and cranny of who I am. That's what the life journey is about. But what you just said is so true. People are mm-hmm. afraid, they procrastinate, they make excuses. I was interviewed by a woman and she literally sighed and said to me, Oh, Aura, it's so much work to be self-aware. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, you're right it's work and so like when when you work out do you like do you like if if a bead of sweat goes down your forehead are you shocked I mean what how do you how do you think you're going to get in shape if you don't feel some of that exertion and some of that pain and some of that difficulty so for me personally I'm you know I'm a very inclusive teacher and guide Mm -hmm. but I love you more if you're going to show up for the real stuff. I really do. I'm like, kudos to you. Pat on your back. High five. If you are right. someone that's, that, that steps up and goes, I'm here. What do I need to do? I, I want to know. Then right. I, I really commend you for being that brave and taking that first step.
0: Totally. And it's all about bravery. It's not about you know, showing up and being perfect at this.
1: There no. is no
0: such thing as perfect. Like that is not even an option.
1: No. And, that, and It's so and great for you to say that, Jessica, because it's true. It's like, that's another expectation that you have in your own head. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times why people give up or they don't really show up even is because they've already told themselves they're not going to be good enough. You know, I call that, right. the, you know, the, the, yeah, buts. Yeah, but, you know, yes. I, not, not me. Yeah, but, oh, good things never happen to me. Yeah, but I'm never going to meet my partner. Yeah, but I'm never going to get that great job. Yeah, but yes. I'm never going to be successful. You've got to face that and you've got to be willing to work through it.
0: Totally. Oh my God. That's so funny. I literally just yeah, but, yeah, butted. <laughs> I yeah, butted. Um, <laughs> Myself last night, I was, you know, I was going through Instagram and I saw something Uh, on, I saw, you know, you know, the old comparative situation. I saw, I saw someone, I don't know, like a friend of a friend who got this really amazing job opportunity. And I sat there and I looked at him like, yeah, but her family knows like this person and that person. And that's how they got connected. So I shouldn't feel that bad about myself. It has nothing to do with me.
1: Yeah. That's so, again, I love your honesty, you know, and that's over
0: yourself, girl.
1: (laughs) And that's, you know what? That's owning it. That's the kind of owning it I'm talking about. And that's mindfulness in motion. That's like catching yourself in the moment and going, Oh, okay. I was just about to, whether it's selling yourself short, throwing yourself under the bus, making excuses, doing the yeah, buts where you can go, wait a minute, you're right. It's like, I'm, I've got Mm -hmm. way too much. I've got way too much self-importance. I'm, I'm making myself feel inferior. I'm making myself insecure. I'm creating all sorts of inner dialogue BS to support that, to support that belief. The more onto ourselves we are, the more we can really change that narrative you know and change that inner that inner you know what talk because it's it's constant and we we have to really own it we really do
0: yeah it's like exactly that inner self talk it's like you gotta curb that little bitch
1: you really do (laughs) and you know and you're right and and, and it's good for give give it a name you know that's a good thing to do and by the way you know you're bringing up something like you know, Instagram and social media, which mm-hmm. we are, those of us that are on it really know that it is like, you're constantly, you know, susceptible to going down those comparison rabbit holes, you know, right. and you have to know that you're going in. It's like, you know, a participator beware. It's like, you absolutely. know, absolutely that going in that vortex you're going to go into that inner dialogue where you're going to, it's going to really test you on a, I call it like it's it, for me, it's like useless thoughts versus useful thoughts. You know, is mm-hmm. like, is a thought that I'm telling myself right now, useful for me in any way. Is it supporting my well-being or is this a complete useless thought that just wants to, again, throw me under the bus. So yeah. we are going to be susceptible. We are much more, in it you know there's that great buddhist saying be in it but not of it Ooh, you know we'll, like we're, we're in the body we're human beings you know there's that my favorite quote by pierre Tellard de chardin we are spiritual beings having mm. a human experience
0: yes and
1: it's our human experience that trips us up because we get over identified with desire with want with comparisons with the yeah buts So we, we got work to do. We got work to do.
0: Yeah, man. Like, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Okay. So not only are you a kick-ass author, thought coach, tell me about your meditations. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria algae body butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
1: Well, I... Am a mindfulness teacher, and I mm-hmm. lately I mean, I've been a mindfulness meditation teacher for a long time. I've been a meditator for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, started with transcendental meditation and love that, and moved yeah. on. yeah, tra- tm is is awesome. whatever your practice is, whatever whatever rings your bell or floats your boat or quiets your mind. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, it's great. And that's another thing. Like, don't compare anything that works for you. I went on to explore mindfulness meditation and I became a mindfulness, uh, facilitator, writer, practitioner, teacher. And I love mindfulness. It's like, to me, it's the most amazing. What do we call it? It's a skill. It's a capacity. It's an ability. It's, it's a quality that we all have. So, Meditation is something that I, I, I can certainly bring it into the fold of mindfulness, but I like to talk about meditation, whether it's formal meditation that's on the mat or taking the mindfulness aspect, which is being in the present moment informally out into the world. And oh, okay. it, yeah, so really that is, you know, people say to me, is mindfulness and meditation the same thing?
0: Yeah. It is.
1: Meditation is a form of mindful awareness in a sitting Application. You're sitting. You're quieting the mind. Yeah, you're like making a date with yourself to to sit and quiet your your mind. Do you know? Okay. And my and my and mindfulness is having an awareness of yourself, being in the present moment, and being aware of you and all that is around you, your environment, and it's a practice. So so meditation is a wonderful practice to practice mindfulness and. I'm thrilled that more and more people are practicing meditation there's so many there's so many meditation centers that are out mm-hmm. there when When I began meditation, there was nowhere like that. I had to sit my you know my my butt down two times a day for twenty minutes, which was ideal with t m mm-hmm. to to sit quietly and you know observe my mind and and teach it how to how to get quiet so mm-hmm. um what I really talk about a lot though, Jessica, is taking the time to get quiet. And mm. not everybody, not everybody meditates. I've, I've worked with people that ad- admittedly say to me, I'm an inconsistent meditator. I'm a part-time meditator. Sometimes I don't <laughs> even, sometimes I don't even like meditating. So where I <laughs> take that, where I take that today is, because I like to be very inclusive. I don't want anybody to feel left out. You know, there are people that are out there that go, Ooh, I don't want to even admit that I don't meditate. I don't want to admit that I don't even like meditation. So what I say is we all have the time to get quiet, to, to etch out, even if it's 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. just to sit quietly somewhere, close your eyes, you know, focus on your breath, which is one of the first instructions for a meditation or to life gaze, which is one of my Ooh. new favorites that I'm getting a lot of mileage out of from my book, Live True. And life gazing is taking the time to just look at what you're seeing and really see it, really be present, be in a more quiet, still state of mind and allow yourself to observe your your life. You know, wow. not yeah. not not rush through every single moment of your life. Gotta go, gotta be, yes. gotta do. You know, so so really going back to your original question, I'm I'm very enthralled with meditation in all that we do, and what mm-hmm. that means essentially is turning everything into a meditation. I have a a, a A blog that I wrote years ago, which was one of my most popular blogs for Huffington Post called Your Morning Cup of Tea or Coffee Can Be Your Meditation. Yes. And I, and I picked that because I wanted everybody to know that you can turn anything into a meditation. You can turn your cup of coffee into sitting quietly. Mm -hmm. tasting the warmth on your lips, how does the meditation, how does the coffee or tea taste, feeling the warmth of it going down your throat? What does it smell like? You know, Mm. you, you turn that into a meditation, and it is so beautiful, rather than like, let's run into the coffee, run into the coffee shop, get our coffee, jump back into our car and zoom away. You know, it's like, Wow, so many wasted moments.
0: Yeah, it's tapping into those five senses and actually savoring it.
1: That's right. Like, you made
0: me want a cup of coffee
1: right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It's like soothing. And and that is mindfulness in motion. That's meditation, you know, off the mat. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, do something that you take pleasure in. And really be with it, you know. I'm having an event at my house. I have something called Living a Mindful Life One Day Retreat at my house here in LA. I oh, did cool. it last year. I did it last year. I'm doing it on June 29th. It's an event right, you know, event. If if anybody's interested, I'm doing okay. it with Dr. I'm doing it with Dr. Ron Alexander. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, aside from the fact that it's going to be an amazing day, is that it's mindfulness applied in. We're going to Share this amazing organic vegan meal together where we're gonna eat very mindfully, we're gonna mindful journal, we're gonna do mindful walking, we're gonna do some mindful yoga, we're gonna do some mindful aromatherapy. It's like you're gonna really Ooh. experience what it yeah, what it means to be present in what you're doing, and stop all the rushing yeah stop all stop all the busyness in your head. At least for 10 minutes. That's why this is meditation. Uh, This is a practice, Jessica, even if it's for a 10 minute break. Do you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I kind of do that while I'm cleaning. Yes. I know that sounds weird, but like I feel like my brain just kind of turns off and I'm just kind of like, just in a state of like elation. And I I love cleaning.
1: (laughs) And I love that you're saying that because I say in live true, everything can be a meditation, including washing the dishes and taking out the garbage. Yes. Do you know like if you really drop into what you're doing, and it's funny that you're saying about cleaning when I was a when I was a little girl. I used to love to take the vacuum cleaner and yeah. vacuum my and vacuum my bedroom, and I got so into it that I was like, "No no, no, I gotta vacuum this little corner over here right here. oh no, I'm gonna go over here, oh, I gotta get that little piece of lint that's right there and I was so in it and what I realized realized is that that is very meditative. So you cleaning Mm. is a form of, that's a form of meditation.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like even down to like the products, like I I get so excited. My favorite aisle (laughs) in target is the cleaning section.
1: (laughs) I love (laughs) it. That is so good. That is so good. It is. And, and that, It it, it is because like, I don't know about, I don't know what cleaning, you and I can probably talk about cleaning products, but I happen to love Mrs. Meyer cleaning products. Yeah. The the honeysuckle, just the, just the smell of some of those more organic. I mean, if Windex is your thing, no judgment, but there's so many great aromatherapy products today. Oh,
0: Absolutely.
1: You know what I mean? You could be like cleaning your shower and being so in the moment of the smell of these products. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: whenever I like, sometimes I use stuff that my mom um, used when I was a kid. Like, I know this is horrible, but like the pine saw kind of smells like, well, that stuff is the more... But it's serious stuff, and it works. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but I've tried to like emulate those smells in a little bit healthier like products. But it's it's still like it just brings me back to like my mom and I used to clean the house when we were when I was little. We used so, to put oh, on Abba yeah. or like yeah. Elton John, and yeah. just like it was so much fun. And it's just yeah, funny how it. how you can be transported back into those feelings and those situations by smell or you know doing a repetitive motion
1: yes because that's in the that's in the sense memory and we have so much in our sense memory that brings back such wonderful feelings and memories for us and that also is a way to practice mindfulness because the way you just described being present and remembering that you used to do this with your mother and that in the actual, in the actual doing you are so present in the experience that you really embody it and imbibe it, you know, yes, and and there's a lot of, and we can do that at different times in our day. You know, those are great moments to really, you know, slow down for.
0: Totally. I want to talk about, um, the addictive personality podcast. Yeah. Tell me about that. I, I'm, I'm looking at your website, by the way, and it is absolutely beautiful.
1: Thank you. The pictures
0: That's... are just so, so inviting.
1: Thank you. Wow. I thank lo- you. I love
0: it. I love it. Tell me about, about this podcast.
1: You know, I have a dear friend of mine. His name is Johnny Calloway, and he's mm-hmm. an amaze, amazing guy who is, an, uh, you know, an addict. He's
0: mm-hmm. been an addict
1: and has written a couple of books that have been amazing with his experience as an addict.
0: Okay. And
1: if you Google Johnny Calloway, you can get the titles firsthand of his books. And he reached out to me through a mutual friend, Kristen Walker. I've been on mental health radio with her a couple of times. And, you know, it comes back to says who, and that it is a Mm -hmm. method that I, that I created, as I said, for transforming negative and fear-based thoughts. And Johnny reached out to me and he said, you know, Your work really resonates for me in the area of addiction because what it really addresses is the thoughts that we have. Mm -hmm. And he felt, he felt that that needed to be explored more in the area of addiction and in the, in the thoughts that an addict may have and believe in about themselves. Mm -hmm. And we talked and we had a wonderful connection. And I said, yeah, let, let's do this. Let's definitely do this. Let's do you know, the podcast that he had proposed to me mm-hmm. on the, the addictive personality. And he felt that the says who method was such an important method for really addressing the thoughts of the addictive personality. And I couldn't yeah. agree with him. I couldn't agree with him more, because I feel that a lot of the the thoughts that turn into those core beliefs that that, you know, we've been talking about, mm-hmm. is is a lot of what can keep an addict stuck in the belief around their addiction. Absolutely. So Johnny and I really took the plunge. We we really took a deep dive into, you know, how the thoughts do create those beliefs and that those beliefs can be very limiting and can keep the addict stuck in not growing and evolving even more than they can. Do you know?
0: Yes, Uh, 100%. I mean, as an example, I completely agree with the the stagnancy of of being an addict. I right. find, you know for 10 years I I tried to quit drinking mm-hmm. and, and drugs and alcohol.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: what I have gained in the 2 years of being sober
1: good for is, you Congratula- congratulations congratulations like, oh thank you is yeah.
0: tenfold. Like I've done more in 2 years than I have in 10.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that
0: I mean, it's, it's a little embarrassing, but also kind of cool,
1: (laughs) but it is, it is cool. And, you know, part of that, that honesty, Jessica is really, again, it's owning our story and owning our journey. And you asked (laughs) me about my journey, you know, and I think sharing our journeys with people and the difficulty and the pain that we've gone through is so important because really what it shows us. And I think where, where Johnny and I connected is though, even though I'm not an addict, Mm -hmm. I do believe, I believe we all can be compulsive and we all can have impulsivity and we all have difficulty in self-regulating ourselves and whether you have a difficulty in self-regulating the usage of substances or you have difficulty Mm -hmm. in self-regulating whatever parts of yourself that you're susceptible to, we all have that in there. And You know, it's hard to move through that initially. It's hard because the thoughts that we harbor, the thoughts that we hold in our mind can keep us stuck in believing that we're never going to get out from under our addictions. Do you know? Mm -hmm. So what you just described in the two years that you've been, you know, sober, Um, and what the productivity that you've been able to experience and how phenomenal it is. And you know what that feels like when something really works for us, we want to share it with the world. It's like we want to say, we want to say, you know, I'm sure in addiction, as Johnny did, like, Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys that are grappling with addiction, mm-hmm. you too can, you too can be on the other side of it. You too can get out from under it. You too can have the most amazing two years in your life. Like Jessica has had, do you right. know? Yes. And that's what we, that's what we want to, that's what we want to do is we want to champion, uh, you know, support everybody. And that's when I say we are so powerful. Mm-hmm. We have so much more power within us than we even know. And really what I do, my thrust, my particular angle is helping people overcome those limited thoughts that keep them stuck in their suffering, be it through addiction, whatever it is for you that you're stuck and you don't feel you can get out from under, you have to believe that you can and learn how to support that belief with positive, nurturing thoughts that support your vision. That's what it's about. Wow. Yes.
0: Like, absolutely. And this is why I think, you know, Lisa suggested us to talk and, you know, even just looking at the the content of these episodes, like overcoming guilt and shame.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Owning your own thoughts. You are killing it. Like you're so spot on. I, I love it. And it you're just you. so to the to the point. Even you know, how you created a thought coach, it is it just makes sense. And I love that about you, about everything and, that you're doing.
1: Thank you, Jessica. And Johnny, by the way, who I who again is such a such an amazing guy and really so committed to helping others with addiction, he became a thought coach and he loves it. And he wow. he gets it. He gets it. He's like the power of the mind people. Yeah, man. The pow- totally. The power of the mind can overcome anything. That is yes. where it all is. And you are powerful and you can overcome. Even if you're telling yourself the yeah, buts as you're listening to this. No yes. matter what it is you're saying, you can change those thoughts. They are changeable. I'm very into neuroplasticity. The fact that we can change the neurotransmitters in our brain and create new neural pathways. That's mind boggling that we can default to these new areas of thinking. And instead of saying, I'm always going to be an addict, we can suddenly tell ourselves, I am no longer an addict or whatever yes. it is you want to, however you want to put your your addiction in a particular place that is meaningful for you. It's not for me to to define it, to label it or anything. It's like you can give your own tendencies, impulsivities, desires, because guess what? We all have them. We are, as I said, or as Pierre Tellard de Chardin said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And guess what? Part of having a human experience is having deep desire. And part of that deep desire is desiring things that we think we want and need so desperately, which could be substances. When in fact, what we want and need is to connect, to feel loved, to feel loved. That is it. That is what we want more than anything. But we think Mm -hmm. that substance is going to, is going to do it for us. You know, it's changing out the beliefs, it's changing out the thoughts, it's changing your brain, which is, I mean, you can tell in my voice, so excites me.
0: Yes, I love it. You're (laughs) fired up and it is firing me up. And I'm like about to just take this online course. I'm going to buy a couple books.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's it's people
0: like you that gives hope. You You know, it's people like you to, to stand up and say that, that it is possible. You give hope to people and you give them the power to make these changes through your books, through courses, through meditation. Yes, Where, yeah. what is the? what would you suggest people go and do if they want to get in touch with you and be more mindful and take control of their mind, basically?
1: Well, or an Where should we start? That's my website. So you can go on okay. there and it's it's just chock full of everything that I'm doing and about to do. There's a tab for the Thought Coach Certification Program. I want everybody to become a thought coach. I want everybody to become a thought boss. You know, just be your own yeah. thought boss. You know, it's like, like I said, you you want to put your shingle out and be a thought coach, go for it. But start to be a major thought boss. And I feel the course, I mean, the testimonials that I've gotten from it have been phenomenal. I've had people from all over the world who have taken the course. It's just, it's really, you know, it's catching on like gangbusters. And my passion for it is because I want people to to know how powerful they are and how to be able to manifest the reality they want. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish that on everybody, whether you're struggling with addiction, whether you're depressed, whether you are deeply mired in anxiety, which I was. And by the way, that's what got me on this path. I suffered for so many years believing a thought that wasn't true and Mm -hmm. it held me hostage and i want to help people not be held hostage by their own thoughts in their minds so go to my website ch- check out my program you know you know get on board read the books learn the skill sets learn mindfulness the techniques there it's so full and juicy of stuff that i want to turn you onto mm-hmm. and i want to see you fly i want to see you soar like an eagle i mean it really you know listen that's really why I'm doing this work is because Mm -hmm. I feel so moved by how it moves others. I feel so moved by seeing people overcome their suffering. I mean, it, it really, you know, sometimes I just, I just, it makes me cry because I'm like, we can do this. Yeah, we, we're all in this together. You know, I consider, I, you know, I'm very, I'm very sort of collective and global in my thinking and my consciousness. I feel like, we're so much more powerful as a we than a me. Yes. And so I feel like when we all connect like this and we're like, let's do this, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much power in it and we can help bring each other up. And so my work is intended to do that for you. It's like all you got to do is meet me halfway and I'm saying, Well, let's do this. Let's do this. We can do this together. Oh,
0: Yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> you had me at sore like an eagle.
1: <laughs> yes. Sore like, and you talk about a- animal medicine. That's my animal medicine is an eagle. Is, I love is, that. That's your spirit yeah. animal. That's my spirit animal for sure is an eagle and an, and an owl. I guess if they had a baby, yeah. Um they would have that um whatever that hybrid of wisdom and power, wisdom and freedom, wisdom and the ability to soar so high. There's a great quote by Rumi, the Sufi poet, May you soar so may you soar so high that you yourself you lose from view. Wow. It's amazing.
0: Oh mystical, my god, I love that. Quote.
1: Yeah. That is sore. so
0: beautiful.
1: Go That's and soar so people. Soar. There's nothing holding you back, but the thoughts that tell you otherwise.
0: Absolutely. Simple. Effective. Do it. Get that, get on that course, get those books. Or yeah. thank you so, so much for your time and your passion your energy. Like I'm going to go take your course right now. Holy smokes. I want to be a thought coach.
1: <laughs> I want, I want you to, I, I love you how pas- you're
0: passionate. I, about I, it. I just,
1: I, I would love, I love hearing people like you, people like Lisa that are, that are yeah. also passionate, that are also passionate and committed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go, go take that dive, you know, go, go get to know your mind better than you've ever known it before. And be that thought boss. You can do it. It's a, it's such a turn on. I cannot even tell you. What yes, it is.
0: I agree. I I love that I use turn on all the time. And I <laughs> people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, get turned on by yourself. Let's do this.
1: Yes, yes. So thank you for joining me on that vision and getting as excited about it as I am.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on and talking to us and just sharing your wisdom and your experience. I so appreciate you. you. It's so great. Thank you so much. I am obsessed with Aura. She is my new best friend. If you want to master your mind and take control of that six inches between your ears, head on over to AuraNadrich.com. That is O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H. There you will find her two books and also her course. Definitely suggest taking that course, even if you're not going to be a mind coach. Don't you want to just mind your own mind? Sounds good to me. As always, thank you guys so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. We love hearing feedback from you guys. And also screenshot when you're listening to the podcast and tag us. If you want to be instantly reposted, tag us on Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. We're also on Facebook. And don't forget about the blog. Oh, the blog, baby. We got everything from how-tos to sobriety stories and everything in between. Even a couple of celeb stories, if you know what I mean. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.